You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, Vocalo's community and audio storytelling producer. Y'all are familiar with me as the producer of This Is What Chicago Sounds Like, Vocalo's infamous interview series where I go deep with Chicago locals about their work, our city, and the intersection of the two when it comes to their artistry, organizing, and lives. By the way, if y'all know of someone doing exciting things in your community and world, please send them my way. We got a form on our website, vocalo.org, and check out the Shy Sounds Like page. We have a nomination form there. But I'm actually here right now to bring you a story. A story brought to you by one of our audio storytelling workshop participants. So in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like, I also teach our free eight-week-long workshop where folks learn from start to finish how to interview, record, write, produce, sound design, and mix their very own radio story. We hold these workshops quarterly, so if this sounds cool to you, be on the lookout for our next one. Zero experience necessary, actually zero experience preferred. This story is by Row Light from our fall 2023 workshop. This audio story follows a journey toward finding queer community as a Chicago transplant. We meet regulars from Nobody's Darling, a bar on the city's north side that has become a second home for community members. Ro Light is a queer freelance culture writer, editor, and producer who wants to broaden the range of voices represented in written, visual, and auditory media. Here's Ro bringing you The Regulars. I first visited Chicago on my way back to grad school in Indiana. In my year living there, I hadn't felt like I could be super open about being gay. So visiting Chicago would grant me access to a vibrant queer community, at least for the weekend. I worked my way down a list of queer bars I'd found online, but they pretty much all catered toward older gay men. When I mapped myself to the next bar from downtown, it said I'd have to take a train and then a rideshare to get there, and that it would take over an hour. But it was my last night in the city, and Nobody's Darling, a bar owned by two black women and the only place that actually had the word lesbian in its online reviews, looked like somewhere I might actually find the community I was looking for. When my rideshare finally pulled up across the street from the bar, I was suddenly terrified. I saw cool-looking young queer people milling around on the patio, drinking, smoking, and laughing. It was in a residential neighborhood, but the bar didn't look at all out of place. When I got up the nerve to go inside, it was packed and narrow, with every seat taken. There was a mural of a black femme silhouette painted in moody reds on one wall, and an Alice Walker poem written on the other. The bar had a classy cocktail vibe, and I immediately noticed the range of ages and identities around me. Everyone looked so relaxed, so familiar with each other. I felt their warmth, but didn't know quite how I fit in yet. Shy, white, and presenting more femme than I felt comfortable, a product of my time in Indiana. So I observed. Eventually, I ordered a lychee martini, recommended by my bartender, Xavier. Then I went to fill up a water cup, but I got distracted by the Alice Walker poem painted on the wall. Be nobody's darling. Be an outcast. Take the contradictions of your life and wrap around you like a shawl to parry stones to keep you warm. Watch the people succumb to madness with ample cheer. Let them look askance at you and you askance reply. I stopped reading because my water cup started overflowing onto the floor. I was completely embarrassed, but as I started cleaning up, a seat opened toward the front of the bar. I vaguely recalled Xavier saying I should sit up there, where it was less crowded. My next bartender was distractingly cute, 
So I panic ordered a drink some guys had gotten for me at a club the night before. A white tea shot. We had to look up the recipe. Xavier would later tell people he introduced the two of us. A few months later, I moved to Chicago full time. And for about a year, I had a relationship that brought me back to the bar. But it was always more than that. I had felt welcome, so I became a regular. Yeah, we're awesome, thank you. I decided I wanted to hear about the significance the bar held for other regulars. Why did we each keep coming back? Uh, my name is Ruth Wiesman and I'm she, her. I've chatted with Ruth dozens of times at the bar, and then I ran into her at a local bakery. So I asked if I could interview her. Her drink order isn't old fashioned. Tell me about the first time you ever came to the bar. Pay me a picture. It, it was, you know, still very much the pandemic. It was um, 2020 and it was the grand opening. Just having all these mostly like queer women and non-binary people like being in the same room. It's like making me emotional, but like to be in the room with all these people, like everybody just was so beautiful to me. And it's the feeling of being like, I felt like I belong. And, and then, and I really hit it off with Xavier, the bartender, to be in that space and feel so welcome. It was just really powerful and even kind of overwhelming at first, you know? Okay. Uh, Jeremy is an angel. He's somehow there for everyone and his sense of humor and calming energy just put you at ease. His drink order is wine. Um, I'm, I'm Jeremy JB, um, and I go by Hebe. I'd love to hear about the first time you ever came into the bar. Can you paint me a picture? Yes, um, Sicily, 1922, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that there was a really cool queer space on the north side of Chicago, and so when I got to the bar, I was a little nervous to walk in because it was uh, in a residential area as opposed to being on the main street. Uh, but I walked in and I happened to look at somebody that was sitting at the bar, which was Indigo. She turned to me and she was like, hey, come here. So she like motioned for me to come over from the front door. And I was like, me? Like, I was real nervous. So I came over and she walked up to me and she put her arm around me. She was like, you are so cute. You're my new friend. Kai is typically the most high energy person in the room. He can turn any space into a dance floor. We hung out for the first time outside the bar to do this interview. His drink of choice is a CBD seltzer. I'm Kai, he, him, 24-year-old Gemini, trans lesbian dude. Oh, hold on. Okay, there we go. Trans lesbian dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so the first time that I ever went to Nobody is Darling was actually during their one-year anniversary. I was 22 at the time, I believe. I had never really been in like a queer space outside of like Boys Town nightclubs. And I remember I was sitting outside and the table next to me was like 40 plus year old queers, 50 plus year old queers. And I remember we randomly started talking about sex and all the different types of sex that people can have. And I was like, I love this space and I want to be here forever because it was just like all about inclusivity. It was like at the first place that I'd ever heard of like someone agreeing with me on the fact that like sex isn't just penis and vagina. Like mm -hmm. it's not it's not always a physical thing. It's, and so I was like, oh, I like these people. They're smart. <laughs> there have been some like really cool times where like I've just kind of met a stranger and she said, and she would say something really beautiful that I needed to hear at that moment, like some words of encouragement or support, just like randomly. And I, like, I never saw them again, but it was like really sincere 
and sometimes I see people like I'll just be over doing my errands or whatever and I'll see somebody that I know from from nobody's darling you're like hey you know it's well it's like running into you yeah the community of queer people is not very big um, especially given what side of the city that you're on um, so I went through a really really bad breakup um, like two months before I started coming here and it just so happened that one of the times that I was here that person made their way into the bar um, and so people who hadn't known me that long could tell that something was going on with me and they were in tune and concerned and caring enough to say, what do you need in this moment of stress and how can we be there for you? It's the only black owned lesbian bar in the whole United States. So the Nobody's Darling community definitely has shown me that there's a place where I can exist, that people love me whenever I walk through the door. Um, it sometimes sounds bad to say that a bar is your home away from home, but I think that that is my home away from home. It has so many people there that I love and care about. And the connections that I've built there have been, I hope, lifelong, you know? And if not, at least a couple decades, bro. At least a couple <laughs> decades. What makes you keep coming back here? I know that I can just completely show up as myself and be totally excited. I cannot wear makeup. I can wear a dress. I can wear a tie. I can do, I can present however the hell I want to present and it's like it's okay because it's Ruth no you know no one will even blink an eye it's been a year and a half since I first came into the bar my bartender and I broke up about six months ago and so much has happened in my life and everyone else's but still we keep coming back what do you see for the future of spaces that make you feel at home in Chicago? What's your hope? I hope, uh, honestly, that there are a lot more femme-forward queer spaces. And I feel like that that's where the future is in um, survival of our community. Um, I feel like there are a lot of places that cater towards a specific demographic of the LGBTQ community, IA plus community, that in some way kind of creates like a sub-marginalized um, mm. experience. Um, where you, if you don't fit into what those original spaces cater to, you don't feel like you have a place. And so I, I really hope that this bar continues to thrive and stay open. And I hope that other places take that same idea that's working here and replicate that in other places that they say are queer friendly. Be an outcast. Be pleased to walk alone, uncool, or line the crowded riverbeds with other impetuous fools. Make a merry gathering on the bank where thousands perished for brave hurt words they said. But be nobody's darling, be an outcast, qualified to live among your dead. This piece was produced by me, Ro Light, for the Fall Vocalo 2023 Storytelling Workshop. Thank you to my fellow participants and workshop leaders. Thank you to Ruth, Jeremy, and Kai for speaking with me, as well as the staff and patrons of Nobody's Darling, you can hear this story and more at Vocalo.org. Interested in our workshop series? Check out our website to find out how to apply. Vocalo.org.